So some changes now to the Grammy Awards. Now, non-humans can win awards. What? We're going to clarify what that means. Let's get into it right now with our next guest, no stranger to the show, freelance music publicist and Sirius XM host, Eric Alper. Eric, let's talk about this now. AI-generated elements can compete for Grammys? What? Yeah, you know, I, and I guess, look, just for transparency, we should also just mention that this isn't actually Eric Alper. This is the AI Eric Alper so who's convincing. smarter <laughs> and who knows everything and <laughs> a little bit more beautiful. But, yeah, you know, last month, I think the AI music world and entertainment world got a little bit rocked when they found out that the next and last Beatles song is due to be released sometime this year. And Paul McCartney mentioned that it was created using AI. AI, which is artificial intelligence, and that kind of spooked, I think, a lot of people who thought, wait a second, did you just get John Lennon to, like, record something, but it was not really him? But it turned out that what he was referring to was the separation of the drums and the bass and the guitar and the voices in the background and whispers and noise, and AI was able to... Um, kind of separated a little bit easier. That's what the Grammy Awards have done is they've said, look, if you're using AI to write lyrics, AI is not going to be nominated for that Grammy Award. But hmm. if you use it for your production, like maybe help create an orchestra with the hit of a button, we'll see if that is going to be worthy of it. But, you know, basically what they're saying is if you're using a non-human to create something, you don't bother submitting it into the category. So I... I mean, I can see how there are two sides to this argument here, adopting, you know, acceptance about AI and the way that it's sure. being used, even in the music industry, seems like forward thinking. But I'm sure that all of the, the creators and musicians would be a little bit frustrated by this. What's been the reaction? Well, so far, you know, uh, I mean, you're exactly right. Right now on the Billboard Hot 100, from what I can figure out, there's 43 songs out of the 100 that have used AI in terms of lyric writing, in terms of production or mastering. So the music industry is kind of welcomed this with open arms. But what they're essentially saying is that if the song was sung by an actual human being in the studio and they did all the performing, but AI wrote the lyric, then you can't submit it in for the songwriting category. They don't want it to replace um, the category kind of person, but they're okay with using it for enhancement. Um, but I have to tell you, though, like most industries, it's awfully tough to get anybody to tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's interesting to me because I think that there's concern in every industry about AI taking sure. over and taking jobs. So is this a similar concern that's being felt in the music industry or is this seen as something that could be helpful? I think a little bit of both. It all depends on, on what side you're on. I think the reason why a lot of people were a little bit shocked by Paul McCartney's statement was that, you know, Paul McCartney is probably the most wealthiest musician ever on the planet. Mm. And what does he need help in doing? But, you know, he, his producer, Giles Martin, who is the son of George Martin, who produced all those amazing Beatles albums, he kind of likened it to this. And it was, I found it really interesting. He said, you know, it's like you have a cake. And AI is able to separate the eggs and the butter and the flour and separate them all 
and the sugar, and then you put them all together and you make a new cake. You haven't done anything with the ingredients, but maybe you've kind of mixed them up a little bit that your Apple computer couldn't do quite easily. And I think that that's where the industry is going, is like it could save you a lot of time, mm-hmm. much less, you know, in the 60s and 70s, artists would have to literally get a 100-person orchestra to make the orchestra happen on tape. Now you can do it with the hit of a button, and even back then, the national orchestras around the world were fuming, saying, this is going to replace us, and it kind of did in a way, but the orchestra still exists, but for many people who just simply can't afford it, we'll use that. So I think we're just going to be living in a world where, um, you know, if you can use it to enhance what you're doing, amazing, but if you rely on it, then I think you have to be a little bit truthful with what we're going to be listening to, because it's really, really easy to fool people. Yeah, I, I think we have to be so careful with it. And, you know, I, I, we've we've had conversations similar to this before, because I think that creating efficiencies makes a lot of sense. But up, you know, to a point, there there is massive concern about deep fake technology being used to emulate artists, replicate yeah. artists and rip them off. And I'm sure that that is a big concern and a big threat to oh, it, it's, it's it's probably number eight on my list of things I'm worried about when it comes to deep fakes, which is still a big worry. I'm more worried about bad actors using this AI technology to make politicians say things that they're not saying and then revving up you know, their base, and the next thing you know, it's going to get really, really ugly. But what's happening is that there was a, a, a situation where a TikTok user created a song, and it was a duet between Drake and The Weeknd mm. that kind of fooled a lot of people until, you know, it came out a couple of weeks later that, no, that was actually using, obviously, with AI. But you're using somebody's copywritten name. You're using somebody's voice. You're using their phone photo, which is copyright. And in America, you can actually trademark your name. You can't just do that with Billy Joel and think you're going to get away with it. And I think that that's where, um, you know, there's there's laws in place. Um, you know, if you try to do something like this with Disney, um, expect to hear from Disney's lawyers, and rightfully so. You can't just do that using somebody's, um, using somebody's intellectual property. And I think artists as much as some of them would be like, yeah, let's welcome this with open arms. It's like, it's all fine and nice until that happens to you. And all of a sudden somebody puts out a really horrible song using your voice. How open are you going to be when that happens? So many question marks, I think, about what this is going to mean. So (laughs) much confusion and concern about AI. This could ultimately be a really good thing, as you described, for efficiency's sake, for the music industry, for other industries. Let's just go back to where this is coming from, Erica, and that's that the Grammys are now going to allow music with AI-generated elements to compete for awards. So, okay, let's just clarify this then. So AI, AI can't itself win but you can nominate music that has used ai elements right that's correct okay, okay yeah so AI which, 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 award. i mean i would i would watch it if ai was nominated just to see what kind of dress that they were going to wear <laughs> you and me both eric thank you so much for making the time always a pleasure Great. Thanks so much for having me. We'll talk soon. Of course. Take care. That's Eric Alper, freelance music publicist and Sirius XM host, talking about that the Grammys now going to allow music with AI-generated elements to compete for awards.